Stop beating up your expensive sunglasses on the job. Hey, I'm Mike, founder of Frontline Optics, a sunglasses brand based out of San Diego, designed for first responders. While working for the fire department, I was constantly breaking or scratching my expensive designer sunglasses at work. I knew there had to be a better way, and the idea for Frontline Optics was born. So what makes us different? We know these shades are going to get beat up, which is why we offer a no-questions-asked replacement program to cover your lost or damaged sunglasses. When the time comes to get yours replaced, all you need to do is cover a $12 service fee, and we'll ship a brand new pair to your door, no questions asked. Additionally, a portion of all sales is donated to the First Responders Children's Foundation, supporting the loved ones left behind by our brothers and sisters who gave the ultimate sacrifice and service to their communities. All our glasses are polarized, and we offer free shipping and returns so you can try them risk-free. Not enough? We have Z87 styles available, all at a price of $58 or less. Check us out at FrontlineOptics.com or on Instagram at, at FrontlineOptics. Use discount code LTLE15 for 15% off. Now enjoy your podcast brought to you by Frontline Optics, sunglasses designed with the Frontline in mind. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Law Enforcement. I'm your host, Kenny Dean, and I have a very special guest that uh, gave up some of his time, and I appreciate it. Ryan, welcome to the show, man. Man, thanks again for having me, Kenny, man. I appreciate you, my brother. It is a true honor to uh, come on, man. This is a long time in the making. I know we've been talking about it for a while, bro, but thanks again for having me. Now, I know our schedule, bro, and I definitely know yours. So, so listen, I'm not going to hold you up, but I want to get into this. I looked at one of your um, prior posts because, you know, I check your stuff, good stuff. And I saw somebody had said some uh, derogatory stuff or whatever. So let me ask you this, because I, I get a lot of that, right? How do you deal with that when it comes, you know, to that, when it comes to people posting, you know, things like that? You're not, you're not black. You'll yeah. sell out and things of that nature. That's what I get your take on. Yeah, man, that's a good question. So actually, when I first started doing social media, like actually avid, uh, like pretty avidly, or that's not even the word. Um, avidly is that the word? I don't even know. Um, we we know I, what you mean. We got yeah, you. <laughs> y'all know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I graduated from high school. Y'all don't even trip. But I uh, when I started uh, doing like posting consistently back in the day. Uh, I used to look at the comments, man, and sometimes like it's always been. I'll tell this: my my track record has been track record has been is I've always had like overwhelming positive feedback from people. Probably about like ninety eight percent of people are is mostly positive. But I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Like back in the day, that one or two percent used to hurt. Like you used to right. They right. would you you would see what they say. They would call me Uncle Tom. They would call me right. a coon, sellout. Right. You name it, like you refer to. And it was tough, man. It was definitely tough because in my mind, I'm thinking like, look, like. My heart is to do the right thing. It's not like I have like this callous heart or this unempathetic heart. Like I'm, I really want to bring people together, but yet because I wasn't saying what people want to hear, they would call wow, me all right. these derogatory names. And so now, like I'm at a point now where I, I don't, I kind of, um, I just tone out the noise. Uh, it doesn't mean that I ignore it. I, I think there is a place for me having to look through comments and see what people are saying, just because. Uh, that's how like listening to your audience. If anybody wants to grow a social media platform, you have to listen to your audience. And right. so, uh, I definitely listen to what they say, but I'm I'm listening to see if there's any credibility, validity, or if there is a room for a constructive dialogue between this person in order to uh, defend myself. And if it right. doesn't hit one of those three things, then I'll just keep moving and keep scrolling. 
Uh, but you know, I, I just I, I don't really care no more. I mean, I've had so many people say I wasn't black when I've showed. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times. Right. It's funny actually. My mom actually the other day was like, um, she was like, "You need to pay me for the using my photo, using <laughs> me and your dad's photo." Uh, you didn't even ask me. So, but I I, I laugh about it because I I've had showed their photo multiple times just to show people that like both my parents are black. And you know the sad thing about that, Kenny, is I shouldn't even have to do that. I shouldn't right. even have to show photos of my family to prove my blackness. Right. But yet, I, I feel like I've had to do that a couple of times. So, but you know, nowadays, man, I don't care, man. I, if we just look at my Instagram, you know, obviously I have about, I think, about, I think 109,000 people that follow us. Right. And I tell students this all the time. Of that 109,000 people that follow me, there's probably less than, you know, 20 people that are avidly like just like can't stand me or hate me or whatever it may be like there's a reason why that many people follow right. another person that's because right. usually your message is pretty good right. and you know same thing on tiktok and same thing on on youtube and stuff like that there's a, a pretty decent amount of people that follow us and so i just always have to be reminded that you know the uh, you have more you know supporters than you have naysayers right and, and what i understand is there are a lot of people that do not know what police do do not know what, why we do certain things. So that's why I kind of base my, you know, my, my podcast and my page on. And I learned a lot of that from you. Like I picked up on how you were saying, again, you know, we, we talked about this where you, where you did putting different uh, civilians, you know, the switch episodes, putting civilians yeah. in a place of police. And like I said, that changes a lot of thinking and they go, oh, wow, I see how fast it happens. I see why the officers did that. So I kind of focus on that. And like I said, I get I get those messages, too. I get that, you know, those comments, too, whatever. But what I've learned is what you said. It's like everything is uh, the majority of it is, is overwhelmingly positive. And you get a lot of people. The best, I guess the best thing for me is when you get those inboxes or those messages where people are like, hey, man. I love what you guys are doing because it shows what the media and, uh, you know, other people on social media won't show or won't say, which is the truth about a lot of things. You know what I mean? So, yeah, bro, like I said, I definitely appreciate uh, what you do because, again, I, you know, I follow you, right? I'm like, hey, I'm like I know him personally, but that's my man, right? I'm like, yeah, because... Not once if I looked on your page and I saw something, I'm like, ah, mm, mm. it's like, okay, he, right. you, he posted that. That's correct. And we're not all going to agree with everything, but it's like, no, yeah, his consistency yeah. is good. We're, we're humans, man. We're never going to, like, there's no way all humans, me and my wife don't agree on everything. Right. Like, so, right. 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 You, you know what I mean? There's no way that everybody's always going to agree on everything, but you know, it, it really comes down to that old movie. Uh, I can't remember what movie it's called, but when he's like, you can't handle the truth. The, 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 that's really what it comes down yep. to is yep. a lot of people can't handle the truth. And that's because we live in these realities that have been shaped or shaped by the culture that we've grown up in. And I was just having this conversation with a buddy of mine this morning, you know, as you know, black people, like, you know, you grow up with one narrative about the systematic racism and this and that and the oppression and it's not to negate that none of that stuff ever happened like i don't negate any of that stuff but as a matter of fact that's the stuff that actually motivates me exactly. to overcome and show exactly. people like you know black people are just as capable as anybody else 
but I don't live in this reality that every day that I, I wake up, I'm being systematically oppressed. Or if I get stopped by the police officers, like I'm not the, my first thought is, Oh, they're stopping me because I'm black. My first thought is, is like, dang, I probably did something I should have done. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so like we, we have, we have come to accept um, people committing crimes more so than officers actually doing their job. That is true. And, and that is a very, very scary, scary place to be is like, we will justify the criminal actions of a person more than, you know, what it took those officers in order to get that person into custody. And think about that. Like that is scary. That's scary, man. It's like, and, and, and I'm about to do an episode of George Floyd here this morning. And again, I'm not, I'm not taking away anything from the feelings that people felt about that situation. It was a very emotionally charged event. But if we look at that incident, holistically speaking, he was in the act of committing a crime, number one. Right. Number two is he was not complying with officers. Right. Number three, the officers attempted to put him in the backseat of a car so that way they could avoid any other confrontations. Right. And so, unfortunately, it was terrible. It was a tragedy all the way around that he ended up dying in the custody of police. But yet, we had a nation and a world that was in uproar about how he was mistreated by law enforcement. And now, having looked back at all the facts, myself included, and, you know, at one point saying that, you know what, this was a murder— I even have to eat crow sometimes and say, look, if I looking at all the facts, this is not what the public told us. Right. right. It's different. And so we came out and we made statues and we came out and said he's a hero and this, this and that. And I'm like, you know how many officers have died in the line of duty? People that I know of yeah. that legitimately laid their life down trying to protect somebody else. And you'll never see a statue. No. You'll never see a street sign. No. You'll never see anything about that person other than their name recorded in a book somewhere that they were another law officer that was killed in the line of duty. Yeah. And so I bring that point up is to say, if we have to step back and think about this, logically speaking, where are we at in a society where we're elevating people who are not doing the right things, but because force was used against them in our country that they now have become the, um, the, the hallmark for what, you know, heroes look like. Yeah. And isn't that crazy? Man, I, 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 I preach that that same that same message, and it, it is sad because it's like you go out here every day, and we we grab people all day long, all week long with guns, you know, fighting domestic knob. We don't shoot, we don't, we get hurt, and it, it's our job. It's what we do, but it's like, wait, this is. We do this all the time. And it's like, this is our profession. And the one time somebody, I'm not saying, you know, gets it wrong, but it's like, okay, they had to use this force. It doesn't look good to the public, as they say. But sometimes it's not the officer that brings the force to the situation. No. At all. No, no. And and I always just have to remind people, like, look, I'm not telling you that every single police officer, there's a lot of cops that I know that shouldn't be cops. Right. Like, you know, and I don't want to say actually I know them. I just have interactions with them. But there's people that I have interactions with that are police officers that should not be police officers. You know, people that I went to the academy with and I'm like, oh, crap. Like, yeah, right, man, right. I don't know about this dude. Right. But the reality of it is, is like that number of people is so small. It's not systematic. It's not like, 
you have a system that's creating all these terrible cops. But I will say this is like we have to be careful because of all the negative stereotypes and perceptions of police. Law enforcement is struggling to hire the best police. Yeah. And so if we're struggling to hire the best police, then we need police yeah. regardless. So something's got to give. Well, what's that thing that's going to give? Well, the standards of policing is going to give. And you're going to start seeing police officers that don't have a good standard that are not the best quality candidates getting jobs because nobody else will fill the shoes. You already so it. that's why that's why you and I have a responsibility to change and shift perceptions and base things on facts and reality, not just emotions. So that way we can slowly start to shift the way people think of law enforcement. Thank you. I appreciate that. So when when are you gonna air that episode with George Floyd? Because you know that's gonna be a lot of controversy. Oh, of course it is, man. It's definitely going to be controversial. Uh, we'll probably air it, uh, what's today, Wednesday? Probably air it by Friday, I would say. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it'll probably come with a little bit of controversy. But but I, I'll tell you this, like, the thing that's going to separate this episode and this podcast from other episodes is, like, this is not an episode where this is not a right versus wrong. Right. This is not a I'm right, you're wrong thing. This is not a uh, I'm here to sensationalize uh uh, 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 the death of a man and that the whole country saw this is here to uh, this is an episode that is literally geared on how do we seek to find the truth and be able to learn to um, navigate conflict and I really want to be an expert I, I I truly feel I'm an expert in an expert in conflict resolution right. and sometimes in conflict you're never going to reach the same side as the other but you can always walk away feeling like you are satisfied and that you don't have to demean that person because they feel differently. So that's what this episode is going to be. It's going to be a great conversation. Great, um, you know, great, uh, great convos with, you know, two phenomenal women, one of them being my wife. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to get into it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, I can't miss that. But So listen, I, I, I appreciate you giving me this time. Let me ask you one question before I let you go. The the Absolutely. the rookie officers, me with me being a field trainer officer, right? We know what we're responsible for training these officers. Do you think they should have been charged, especially when they were saying, you know, you're FTO, I'm your FTO, I'm telling you to watch the crowd. Do you think they should have been charged with what they were charged with? Absolutely not. After watching this documentary that I saw, the, the documentary I saw is the fall of Minneapolis. And again, there's people. Uh, like my guest today, you know, she saw the documentary. She was like, well, this is posted by a very white right wing organization. But I said, look, watch the documentary and block out all the 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 um, the the dialogue, I guess you can say, the perspectives from the news reporters and just look at the facts of the whole case. And then I tell people to do that in anything, whether you watch the news, getting news from CNN, Fox, just block out what the actual news person is saying and just listen and watch, listen to the facts. But after watching that, I, I don't think that they, they should have been charged, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's sad because I, I watched it from a different lens now. And you've been in the job a pretty long time. So was I. And I've been in many, very, I've been in many, many situations that were very, very similar to this situation. And for them, they were doing exactly what they, what were, they trained were trained to do. Trained to do and told them to do. They yeah. were doing exactly what, and they were, and, and unfortunately, the leadership of that department left them out to dry yeah. because of political pressures. Yeah. They on stand said that they did not train their officers to do that, but there is a track record through all the policies and manuals and stuff like that, that that's what they were trained to do. If you were dealing with a combative suspect and you put them in the, what's called the MR, MRT, um, 
than uh, the maximum restraint uh, technique. I think that's what it's called. I could be wrong, but they were trained to put him in that technique and wait for EMT, EMS to arrive on scene. And if we look at that video, if we ask ourselves, is this what they did according to policies? That's exactly what they did. Wow. And so they, they shouldn't have been charged. Um, they shouldn't have been charged. For yeah, I didn't even know that part, but uh, yeah, I, I cannot wait to, uh, to, <laughs> to watch this one, man. So, hey, listen, Ryan, again, I appreciate you coming on because, again, I know, you know, your time is, oof. Man, it is hot. People are like you really know him because I've been trying. I like look, bro. You gotta be persistent because my man be moving and he be getting. Kenny, you my hey, Kenny, you my dog, bro. If for for all you guys that want to know, am I really uh, friends with Kenny? Yes, right. that that is my dog. We went out to dinner. Right, Shoot, right. So. But they be like, man. So for all the people that all the people that don't believe you, yes, you know me. That's from the horse's mouth. Right, right. So hey, look, man. Again, I appreciate you coming on, and I look forward to that that show. You know. Again, I, I, I am a fan, and I appreciate you and everything you're doing for at least showing that it's another side of what they show law enforcement officers are supposed to be or should be. So, I yeah, I applaud you for that, man. Thanks for coming on the show again, Ryan. Th thank you so much, Kim, man. I appreciate you, my brother. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. God bless.